podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thursday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and on this occasion I am joined by Joel Sked. What up, folks? And the returning Gary Cocker. I'm not dead. <laughs> or am I a ghost? I let the readers say. They're not even readers. They let the readers say. That's a terrible return. <laughs> it's, it's pretty standard. Right? Yeah, they're, wishing they're, they're, they're wishing you were dead right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Killed by terrible putter. His own terrible putter. Uh, and uh, we're about to do the same over the next hour. Uh, we've got if quite. Yeah, that's fair. That is very fair. We've got quite a lot to get through, so let's just start with it. Um, not to get off sports end on everybody, but Rangers, they've been banter yearsing again, yes. haven't they? It's um, it's a welcome return. Back for the bang! I feel like it's been super concentrated, like, you know, when someone's on a diet or when, you know, like they're saying, I'm off it, I'm off it, I'm not on the booze anymore, and then all of a sudden they just completely fall off the wagon. <laughs> it's been like that, it's been, you know, they've been thinking it's been about six months or so since we've done anything really stupid. We've so been on a just... complete bender, it's lasted about four weeks as well, yeah. it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. First begin. It's, I know, yeah. You, you, we obviously talked about the game, but then there was uh, in the last podcast we did yeah. about it, there was such a fallout that I mean, we thought there would be some sort of fallout, but I don't think we've quite quite prepared for how spectacular it's been. My just in the build up to the game, my favourite uh, bits. It's, it's, it's not they're not really emerged. They're just they're just there. Is the photos of Miller and Wallace. Uh, beforehand, they they just look like they're conniving. <laughs> <laughs> they're up to something. But there was there was uh, there was talk on um, sports sound. I don't know if it was uh, Kenny McIntyre. Uh, it was talking about the team hotel before. No, sorry, it was a Daily Record article. I think it was uh, Keith Jackson. I don't know if it was three hundred. He's written uh, on the subject um, when he was saying that in the team hotel the night before. Uh, Wallace and Miller could be seen uh, deep in conversation, and it was like it was believed that there were, uh, there were Pan and Murray's tactics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you look at are we going to uh, like listen to sports? Was it with uh, Tam McManus, Tam, uh, or Lee McCulloch, and they're saying, "Oh, uh, Miller's like uh, like ultra professional." And the, the like, you only talk to one journalist, you know. The, Tam McManus is saying they need to, uh, no, sorry, Derek, it was Derek Ferguson, sorry, they need to find the mole or the leak and get rid of it. And then he's like, but they shouldn't get rid of Kenny Miller. <laughs> <laughs> Choose one another because I, I just wanted to someone come up and say, I just wanted really be, to, to be on the, the show and goes, but don't we all know that the, the person telling, uh, like, leaking all this information is Kenny Miller? The fact that it's, uh, it's happened to two managers now, no yeah. one's brought that up. No one has brought that up and goes, uh, oh, what's the common denominator here between um, the bit of uh, aggro bit of Pedro Cicinha and then he got sacked and now Graham Murray and all this um, nonsense? No, they need to keep Kenny Miller. Why, what, as well, why would you want to keep him? What is, what is it about his on-field production this season that says he's going to be the man to lead Rangers on a title challenge next season? Are you fucking mental? One of, one of the boys, have got, uh, one of the mates, have got the heart schemes of... Uh, cause it was, 
they were uh, talking about in the, the chat, like, oh, we'd, we'd take Lee Wallace. Yes. Yes. I would, I would take uh, Kenny Miller, especially over Stephen McLean, because Kenny Miller scores goals. He scored one more goal in two more games than Stephen McLean in the last two seasons. I was going to say, um, this season he scored fewer than Stephen McLean. Yeah, McLean's yeah, only scored five or yeah. something. Yeah, uh, that, that narrative's ridiculous. And also, there was a Morelos and Doherty thing as well, which is. So yeah. become like a kind of. That, that, that was the undercard <laughs> that we didn't realise at the time. I mean, that was. Um, that's kind of. Uh, that, not expected, but it's not much of a surprise just because Morelos is a fiery character. Mm-hmm. And he's, he strike, Morelos strikes me as a type of character who, when he's moaning. He should just kind of be left to his own devices. Yeah, yeah. it's like just don't uh, don't engage with him. So I think that, that, that I think that was probably something that was easily swept or swept under the rug, or, or just or just uh, finished. Like, yeah, and there's, a, there's also just been a complete radio silence on the fact that you know, at the game, obviously we don't know what happened in the dressing room, but it was Candace and Halliday that when they were subbed off mm-hmm. went absolutely right. Yeah, that's and there's been of... no words mm-hmm. of. I mean, talk about the undercard. I mean, that's, that's, that's pre-show yeah. now. That's <laughs> nothing. Um, um, I did like uh, Gordon Dale uh, when he was interviewed by the. Uh, was he was interviewed by the Sun, or he was just speaking on Clyde, and they took his quotes. Um, and he basically says that uh, Candace was a disgrace for the way he acted, and that uh, but with Andy Halliday, Murray shouldn't have taken him off. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's the difference in the two behaviours? Yeah. Is it the fact that one of them's Scottish or one of them's Portuguese? Exactly. The, the, the hypocrisy of it. You read, uh, read into what you will. You've read into it correctly. Um, <laughs> there was, uh, I was listen, just listening to an Open Goal podcast and they were talking about Martin Woods was on it. He mm-hmm. speaks uh, to quote uh, Kenny Magna. He speaks quite well. He speaks so well. <laughs> so well. He comes across so well. No, he's, he's, he seems like a really nice guy. <clears throat> However, it was Simon Perry. So, uh, you should never go storming up the tunnel. It's so disrespectful to your day. Not just uh, it's, it's not just unprofessional, but it's, um, it's disrespectful to your teammates. Uh, a, a previous um, a few weeks ago, they were interviewing John Hartson, and John Hartson told the story of when he got subbed off by Martin O'Neill. He was so angry, he stormed up the tunnel, and uh, like started uh, chucking stuff around the change room, and that was lapped up. Yeah, but not Daniel Candace is Portuguese, <laughs> so it's it's it's, uh, it's it's fair game. And the holidays was out in the open, yeah. like he was going absolute tunnel. And they've also ignored the fact that Bruno Alves was sort of almost holding his arms behind him, going, "Just calm down a little bit, son." Bruno, Bruno Alves uh, just seems like um, he seems there like he's not interested in playing football, just being kind of devil's advocate and just trying to calm all the situations down. Right, we should move on to uh, looking ahead uh, to where Lee Wallace and Kenny Miller and what they should do next with their careers, because it seems like I think. I wouldn't be too surprised if the Wallace situation gets handled, uh, especially he's contracted till next season. I think Wallace as well would like to be a Rangers player. I think he would prefer... Of course he's on 12 grand a week. Yeah, he'd prefer to wait and see what a new manager thinks. Mm. So if a new manager comes in and, and wants the kind of authority where he's saying to the board, right, look, I want it to be my decision, I'm going to give Lee a chance kind of thing. So I could see that working out, but I think we're fairly assured that Kenny Miller has played his last game for Rangers. He's out of contract, only given one year deal last year. He's undoubtedly the leak in the dressing room, and he's not been that good this season. If they sign him up to a new deal, it would be mental. But you've just reminded me that we should also mention the uh, Bob Malcolm tweet where he talks about the leak in yeah. the dressing room. <laughs> yeah. 
L W E K. I quite like some of the Photoshop. Photoshop's a million, yeah. <laughs> one, it was a million, yeah. One was the empty dressing room with the leak just above it. Then, yeah. it, then it was the same again, but the leak had FTP written on it. <laughs> and then it was one of them, it was a photo was just, after they won the championship, but they just, they just smacked back in the middle. There was, but there, was, there was a fourth one I saw where um, the leak was it, was, it was, it was, it wasn't so obvious, so it was like, it was like a, kind of, uh, a, a group photo of the, of the team, and it was like, it was by, behind a couple, and it was just off to the side, so it was, obviously you can notice a giant leak, but it wasn't as obvious to see. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, Wallace. Arts. Next. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, would, that would be logical, however... Uh, I completely agree. <laughs> you can't agree on it. You can't, you can't trust hearts to be illogical. No. Uh, but also, uh, Lee Wallace, like said, we want to stay at Rangers because any move he makes after this, if he stays in Britain, he's not going to make that that money. He's going to have to take a paid... Uh, he's, uh, he's I, I think he'll do that. I, don't, do that. I really don't think he'll leave Scotland. Uh, but they, obviously they've got Declan John um, signed up as well. So he's not, for another three years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as for Miller, the new manager, like, just, rinse, uh, just wash my hands of him. I mean, the, it's not very good, and he's just disruptive. The newspapers today were uh, saying that Hibson Motherwell yeah. were interested in Miller, and Lennon confirmed that I think this afternoon in his presser. He said that you know he is interested in bringing him back. I think both of those actually make sense uh, for Hibs' perspective. It depends who else they sign. It looks likely that they're going to get Flo Camberry signed up for next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, McLaren, I, I really doubt it's going to happen. McLaren's on just far too big a wage, and uh, Germany is on loan for me. Second tier in Germany. Yeah. But they were... They were top tier. They were Bundesliga, yeah. Yeah, he's, I've, I've heard what he's getting paid. He'd, he'd have to take a significant mm. cut for, for him to stay at Hibs. So, I don't think that Camberry and Miller would work very well as a strike partnership. However, if he was, if they got in an R couple of players, and Miller was happy to be third or fourth choice or whatever... And if Keith Jackson was happy to cover Hibs... <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Next <laughs> Come as a package. Um... Then I can see Miller being a kind of mentor role and also probably getting in the coaching staff as well. Similar to like kind of, it's a full circle thing. He started at Hibs, he's from Edinburgh. That that kind of makes sense. Motherwell, I think, makes the most sense from a playing perspective because he could be the person kind of, about. Yeah, playing mm-hmm. alongside Maine. If, if they want to be a little more on industry, a lot more on kind of work rate and stamina and just a couple of guys running everywhere than Maine and Miller would be quite entertaining in that aspect. I, the only thing I, I think Bowen maybe suits Maine a bit more just because of the physicality of the pair but Miller can offer something the, the, else. The worry about Miller is if he goes there he's got a tendency just to do what he wants so Maine and Bowman they work Miller will always work well when the, the front two are kind of in tandem whereas Miller's got the tendency to end up just playing in Defensive midfield. Although he does sometimes like to change it up where like Craig Tanner would yeah. partner, I think, before it would have been like Bowman. And, I think he'd partner me in a couple of times. So, Miller, a different player, but kind of operates in the same areas of the park. So, so Motherwell have the kind of tactical flexibility to find him a role. Again, it would have to be something that Kenny Miller would accept playing. Is anyone in the league where he's a first choice striker except for somebody crap like Hamilton? North, well, some offence, Hamilton. <laughs> I was going to say Dundee, but they're also crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine him. I mean, I know Murray's supposed to go back to Hibs, but imagine Kenny Muller and Simon Murray as a strike partnership. Busy. So much running. <laughs> <laughs> Channels. You know, on on um, Miller to Lenham, obviously like, Miller would go in there and he would say, 
Let's just say I don't think he would leak anything to uh, Keith Jackson uh, from under Neil Lennon. Yeah, I don't think Lennon would stand for that. And I, uh, I think maybe um, Miller's wife's Twitter might go uh, quiet if uh, I don't think she'd be wanting to tweet anything about Neil Lennon. He's a little fucking tonto. Uh, I think it like so. Other teams in the league, Aberdeen wouldn't want. No, I've, I've seen a few. I've seen a few Aberdeen fans. Yeah, well, they shouldn't want Miller. Does no. Does Miller have his coaching badges yet? I know he's been doing some. some yeah, he's, for been, Rangers. he's been doing. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. he must have something because he's been doing. He's been helping out with helping out with Rangers. I mean, he could go to Park at Thistle and be player manager when they're in the championship. It's a shout. Imagine that. <laughs> Kenny Miller, the player he is, Kenny Miller, the manager. That's not, that's not the word. And I think they've got, they do have Miles Story signed. That is a problem. Yeah. I was thinking Miller is a replacement for Story, so they'd have to get Story off the wage books because Story and Miller on the same side wouldn't work. But if you got, if not, see, a lot of things with Kenny Miller as well is he's going to be 39 next season. Mm. Is that you wonder how much left he actually has? Because so well, many we'll times. that about Chris Doolan season after season. So this is perfect. So many times you see footballers just completely fall off a cliff. Right. <laughs> Replacing Chris Dillon, like 32 year old Chris Dillon with 39 <laughs> Perfect move. You see so many footballers just fall off a cliff overnight and it could easily happen. I mean, it's kind of happened to Miller already because he's not as good as he was last season, but he's still got a lot of the physical attributes that he did last season. He's still full of running. It doesn't look like slowing down, no, like, but it could, it could come out next season and lost like a yard of pace. Can't quite do what he's doing this season for 90 minutes. You don't know, especially since he's been injured for so many weeks as well. That getting a lengthy injury at this stage of your career really knocks you back. Everyone who everyone who's played with him and encountered him just says that he is ridiculously fit. So I'm, I'm guessing he's completely. Shredded. Well, it might do. It might he's, do. But he's shredded, and obviously, he's, I think he's looked after himself. I think um, I think he's, he's looked after himself professionally, both kind of um, recovery wise, uh, kind of food wise as well. Um, but what I was going to say, the no, okay. I, I don't think. Oh it no, was... sorry. There the, the, was a narrative. It was a narrative that built up as built up since that uh, Rangers would have done exceptionally. It would have been done much better if um, Miller started. Yeah, he's not that good. So I don't. I don't see why Aberdeen would want him. Some fans might want him, but I think they want. I think they're buying into this narrative around Miller. Yeah, still being the, the best um, striker at Rangers. It would be. Um, it's not. It's not the type of player you'd, you'd want for the rebuild that Derek McInnes is going to do this summer. But even then, I think what well, Rooney and, and May are still, both still contracted until next. Stop eating in people's ears. In the ear. <laughs> no, they won't be. They won't people hear that. Well, they, they know now. So. Um, that's a finish move. Uh, I'd rather have him than Adam Rooney. What? <laughs> Another potential club just going right through the Premiership here, St. Johnson. They've lost their ageing striker. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, uh, I can see that working. I can actually see that working. I don't think Tommy Wright would uh, tolerate anybody leaking from the dressing room. Not that anyone wants to cover St. Johnson anyway. But, yeah. <laughs> he could. Um, Miller could complete. On the phone of the courier. Yeah. <laughs> Miller could complete. <laughs> complete the set by um, signing for Hart. Hearts don't want him to. Like you say, it's a couple of my mates are like, yeah, I'll take them. Like, no. There's, there's, the got to be, there's got to be, you have to draw a line somewhere. I know it's like, oh, uh, uh, like, it's like oh, I'll never sign because he plays for Hibs. But there has to be a line somewhere. He's played for uh, Hibs, Celtic and Rangers and he's a turd. The, pro- <laughs> the problem with um, Miller for Tidy for Hearts is that he's not as good as Stephen Naismith. No. Uh, and if you're going to have... So, you've got Naismith, you want to keep Naismith. If you don't keep Naismith... 
you don't want to sign somebody who's worse because you're already not a very good team. True. So that's what Hearts would be doing. I, th- I wonder if Levine maybe... No, because he probably could have made a move for him anyway because he was, un- he was out of contract and likely to be leaving Rangers. So I was just... I was going to say I wondered if Levine maybe regrets making the move for McLean now that Miller's become available, but... Like you said, both of them. And Kyle Laffery, the <laughs> oldest strike force ever. Just McLean and Miller up front uh, towards the end, uh, end of the year, like between them, seven to eight. Imagine starting in the derby together. Picture that. I, I would take that over the over the shape backs I've played over the last few seasons. Anybody else in the league on Miller before we move on to Wallace? Send them to Kelly. Link, with, Chris link up with, like, with Chris Boyd again. But you see what you see, you've seen what uh, Steve Clark started with Chris Boyd. Yeah, and Boyd is like a mobile striker beside them. So yeah. they did not do well in the championship together. That's very true. But then that is the Rangers. That's the Rangers factor again. Yes. Wallace Hearts is the obvious one. I think Aberdeen do a very good shout as well. Yeah. But I think he's even lost over in Edinburgh so much that Aberdeen might be a bit far to commute. Because he's still, he's still in Edinburgh. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. they did say that was one of the major reasons that he stayed with Rangers throughout yeah. was yeah. he had offers, he could have gone down south. So we can rule out, we can rule out a, a move to MLS or China or something like that. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Miller might do that again. He's maybe abroad already, but I, doubt, I really doubt Wallace would. Yeah. Even like Kilmarnock would probably be too far from And we've got Greg Taylor and... Yeah. If he would be prepared to go to Aberdeen, then I that'd think be that'd be a, a very good pick. It would allow Constantine to move into centre half as well, so you'd have Constantine and McKenna. I think that works fairly well as a centre half partnership. I think Aberdeen fans would be wanting an upgrade on Constantine. They might do, but you can't always get everything. Yeah. And it'll eventually, it'll eventually give them a proper left back, so quite another shouts for Graham Shinney to go there. Back. Hips don't really. He's a, he's a Hibs fan, as far as I'm aware. So, but he'd be an upgrade on. Would, would he be an upgrade on Stevenson? Depends. Depends what Lee Wallace should get. Yeah, exactly. If yeah. Lee Wallace at his best, like not even necessarily his best when he was at range, like at the previous incarnation of Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> We're just having digs at everybody today, so I thought we well have one at them as well. Um, yeah, if he's not even Lee Wallace before, kind of the lower league journey, just Lee Wallace in the last couple of years. I think he has at points been better than Lewis Stevenson. But last season wasn't a particularly great year for him. And he is another player who is in his 30s and has had a long injury. So who's going to say he's going to be better than Stevenson when he comes back? We've, we've put together a list of uh, best fullbacks and losses behind Stevenson. Yeah, that's true. I just thought that when I said it. Um, back up to Kieran Tierney. <laughs> the ultimate heel move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could... He could come to Dundee. He's doing his left back. Whole an nature out of contract. Closer than Aberdeen. Yep, closer than Aberdeen. That's. To be fair, I was going to say you've not got Dundee the money. That, that's a purely geographical proximity. Is the only. I was going to say you've not got the money, but you do like spunking and well spunking wages on players. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, you get a three-year contract. You'd be fine. Uh, just before we move on, lastly, imagine Kenny Miller went back to Celtic. Rangers Celtic. Read yourself. I seriously they think did it by Scott Allen just to push it up them, so you never know. Could happen. Yeah, I think Brendan Rogers could do better. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, but just for the just laugh. Just for the laugh. Just put them there. It's a kind of trophy to show off. <laughs> hey, what what are we doing next? Shall we go through our best and worst signings? Yes. So at the 
you may be aware already if you listen to the podcast that at the start of the season we'd done best and worst signings, basically our predictions over who were going to basically be the, the best players for, for each and every team in the top flight. Best signings, worst signings, and so we've got them here to basically laugh at ourselves for a lot of them. So I think we had a we did this as a four man pod, so it was the three of us and Duncan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if we want to just chuck Duncan into dig at him for a couple of leagues um, as well, or if we just want to. We can, we can pick just... we can pick out some that are uh, particularly egregious, yeah. but we'll, we'll just stick to our one. So Aberdeen, who did who did well for best sign? Um, Joel had Ryan Christie. I had Ryan Christie. You had GMS. You guys were closer than that one. Very yeah. much so, yeah. Um, and we all had Nicky Maynard worth signing. That's not so, my okay, shot. I think we're bang on there. We um, can take that one. What? Who, who has been their best signer? Ken McLean. <laughs> Head up from the start of the season. Kenny McLean, maybe. Yeah. Um, from the start of the season. It's got to be Christie, I think. Yeah. And I should also say that I think we made these predictions when the Betfred Cup group stages had started, but before the end of the transfer window. Yes. Which doesn't impact this one, but it, was, it impacts yeah, a few. Yeah, it's like five. I was after the group stages had finished. I think it was five days. I think so. Maybe not. Maybe it was. Before. It was after Kelly had played air, definitely. Yes. Which is me getting an excuse for later <laughs> on. I was thinking if it was five days before the start of the season, or maybe it was a week in five days. Yeah. I can't remember. Right, Celtic. Celtic. Um, you. And <laughs> like, I like both... we, we should say them each. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I had. Cham, worth uh, signing. I had Cham as well. And I had Johnny Hayes, worth signing. I which, thanks to Josh Meekings, has... Uh, I had Kundai Benyu, worth signing. Joel, who was your best signing? <laughs> Kundai Benyu. <laughs> and who was your worst? Olivier Cham. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if i just uh, written him out the wrong way around. <laughs> I'm going to go for that one. Benyu is still a young player, to be fair. I don't know, I can't remember what my reason was behind... Uh, Benyu, I don't know, maybe just shock factor. Uh, Charm, I, I think it was because... I think it was because he was a four and a half million signing in yeah. the middle, and I think you were thinking... And he hadn't. He, had, he, he did okay in Italy, but he wasn't a, wasn't a star or an important player for yeah. something. Sampdoria was general, was general. But yeah, that was the, those, those were both badly wrong. <laughs> I think uh, the best signer has to be Charm. For Celtic yeah. this season, uh, worst signing maybe Hayes. So yeah, he is unfortunate that I think he was beginning to get a few games yeah. in the yeah, team, that, and then I Josh don't, I don't get this play. argument. People are like, "Oh, how could he be a bad signing? He got injured." Well, that that makes him a bad signing. Then if you don't play, then you're Absolute a bad signing. Again, yeah. At least with Hayes, it's a permanent permanent yeah. three-year deal, and probably. I mean, I was going to say they paid him more, but they probably actually paid more for Roberts. It was a, yeah, it was a noise around Roberts as well. That's like, oh, let's get him back, let's get him back. And he's came back, and he's, 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 when he's been in the team, I think Celtic have been uh, have been worsened by it, but just because he's the, the balance that James Forrest provides over him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, actually, maybe could do with switching him over to the left since Sinclair's kind of out yeah. of favour right now. Although it'd be harsh on McGregor. I mean, just ten ball with Forrest, unless he really got, unless the this season he's been. If they think he's been unlucky by injury, we still want him going forward. This might have actually helped us because it's probably reduced his value. Unless they're thinking that, just dirty bother with him the rest of the season. He's not your player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not your player. You've already won everything. I suppose the Scottish Cup final, but you still should win it. Yeah. Um, I don't think we should delay Dundee any longer. No. Um, 
Craig Fowler, do you want to go first with your best and worst? <laughs> yes, my best sided was uh, Scott Allen, and worst sided was Glenn Kamara. <laughs> Li- literally the only diamond in the steaming pile of shite that has been our season. Uh, and I, I went with Glenn Kamara, best sided, and I had Lewis Spence, worst. Pro- Which, that's probably too harsh to say it, it is. It is definitely too and harsh. And to the Union Jack. <laughs> partly that. Um, but also because uh, I just totally ignored the fact we signed Sophie and Musa, who scored his first goal in the league from open play against Hearts a few weeks ago. Yeah, I should point out that Graham Thulis had Sophie and Musa's best singing. Yeah, so I think that was partly... Your fault. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a against Cogan Beef. I went, uh, worst signing was Rory Deacon. I think it was just, he's, he's been kind of middle of the road. Mediocre. Yeah. Mm. Scott Allen and the best signing. It's, it's weird. I, I wasn't, I just generally wasn't impressed with Allen when he was at Dundee. However, statisticians among. Uh, Statis- sorry, what? Statis- stat- statisticians. The statisticians. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> There's some words I just cannot say. Statisticians. Fuck, no, no. Statisticians. It's a hard word to say. Statisticians. 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 There you go. This is terrible radio. Among Scottish people, I've obviously pointed out how crucial he was to the creative side of Dundee, but it was just, it was so... He, he came enigmatic. In, he came in and out of the team. There were the problem was that there wasn't somebody in front of him who was willing to mm-hmm. take the chances or a specific position but, for him because you yeah. played them on the left. It was like left of a four-two-three-one. Yeah, um, which it's not no. his position. You need to have him sort of in the hole behind the strikers. But no, yeah. So best signing, see that Kamara, or you can say Hendry because made well, over a million pounds for him. And then we signed the Stephen Calker after that. He's definitely not best signing international mate. It's definitely not best. Sell them for one and a half million. It's definitely not best. In the just you wait and see. <laughs> no, um, but no, I think it's got to be Glenn Kamara. He did have a little bit of a dip just after the winter break, partly because he didn't really have a winter break. So he was off on international duty with Finland, but he's come back up the last few weeks. Yeah. And that's, I think, how we managed to get a point against Hearts, point against Celtic, um, and hopefully Scud St. Johnson at the weekend as well. And the worst signing overall? Is it... It's probably Musa purely because. No, it's got to be Randy Volter, surely. The thing about Randy Volters is that he's... Okay, we've not really had anyone to replace him out on the left, but we signed Sophie Musa on a two-year deal as our number nine, and he scored one from open play. I didn't realise it was a two-year deal. But yeah, he's, that's fine. He's, he's, in times, he's been effective. He, he's been effective in terms of holding the play up and, let, and bringing people in, but I think we've scored either the least number of goals, the second least number of goals in the league this season. We've, yeah. Okay, Hamilton Ackes. Um, I went with Xavier Thomas as my best signing and Ryan Fulton as my worst I'm signing. I'm guessing they were, they were the only it's, they were, they the, were the only two because <laughs> yeah, uh, we've we all just basically flipped a coin for this I think <laughs> yeah I went for Fulton as best and Thomas as worst which is definitely not right but no. yeah they, they hadn't really made any signings by this point so yeah. who has been their best signing this season overall Rihanna no um, Ogpoi scored quite Ogpoi's a few I think overall Rojano Rojano yeah, yeah. How do you keep pronouncing it? Riano? Because it's the, the, the way the Spanish say the J. Rojano, was it, Nobby? I think their worst sign has to be uh, Cosaronis, was it? Uh, the guy who they signed, yeah, waited to just get international clearance, uh, said he was going to be a vital cog, and then about a month later was released. Yeah, that's not very good. It was a classic Hamilton Ake sign a guy from somewhere in Europe. I would say Rojano would uh, be yeah. the best. I would say. He's done more than Ogpe Ogbe, he's just 
Just in the door? Yeah, but he scored goals. How many? He scored about five or six. He's in my fantasy football team. This is the only reason I know this. Colin, I am calling shenanigans on that. But they've... uh, They played uh, Kelly the other week, watched it, and there was a boy came off the bench. Uh, He looked looked half decent. Who is this guy? Is Uh, is that Michael... Miller? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, is he? Is he not on loan from Manchester United? No, no, I'm I'm sure sure he was uh, signed... I mean, it's signed permanently, but it was from, from a lower league team in England. Maybe uh, actually not uh, National League level one or two. Uh, Toma has been um, erratic to say the best. <laughs> to say the best, he was. He was yeah. kind of. Uh, it was. Um, it was talked up as a Lucas kind of Taglia Pietro replacement. I just don't think he's been as as robust or as as, as good in there. Uh, Ogbe scored three goals. Not five. Well, there we go. Nothing to say. Yeah, we said we're signing Hearts. Hearts. I had Kyle Lafferty, best signing. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure we can all agree, worst signing, Ashley Smith-Brown. I had Christoph Berra and worst signing, Ashley Smith-Brown. Same. Yeah. I think the reason we all got Ashley Smith-Brown right is that I was told before the podcast, because it was during, well, I was watching a Betfred Cup game, that apparently Ashley Smith-Brown is one of these players who's injured all the time and... He went off against Elgin. Yeah, and people, uh, people, think, people think it's all in his head kind of yeah. thing. So immediately, red flags are going up everywhere. He's also a left-back player for Hearts. Yeah. So, yeah, we've called that one pretty well. Yeah. And Berra is the best, is a pretty good shout, I think. But in terms of... I think act- we knew that both Berra and Lafferty were going to be decent. In terms of actual football ability... It would probably be between Rafa Greslak and Cole Stockton is the worst. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about Cole Greslak, Stock- I'd say De- Greslak definitely worse than Stockton. The thing about Stockton is he had he missed that sitter against Unfermland. Yeah, if he scored that, that would have extended yeah. the Cathro range. So <laughs> it did one, it did one good thing. Stockton could at least hold the ball up. What maybe anything the Greslak done well? He absolutely battered Rory Deacon when you played Dundee. Remember that? Yeah, much. Rory Deacon had him on toast for the whole game. It's like I've had enough of this. Had enough of this whack. <laughs> So take it, take it you can't name anything. No, the, the only thing I remember is uh, being brought off the bench when we were beating Celtic 4-0. <laughs> it's, the, it's the victory yeah. guy. Yeah. <laughs> right, Hibs. I had Marciano, best signing, and Simon Murray, worst signing. Joe? Marciano, uh, best signing. Uh, uh, worst signing, David Ass Machilovicius. I had. I also had Machilovicius as a worst signing, which is a good one for me. Uh, and uh, not so good. My best signing was Danny Swanson. It's again one of those hips. They still they signed loads of players afterwards. Yeah, they yeah. did. So still, uh, this is just the summer window, so it doesn't include the likes of you know Canberry, McLean, Allen. What you could say is worst signing, Stephen Whitaker. Yeah, three yeah, year deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's every time he's played, have they started playing in midfield? Yeah, he's actually midfield. looking a bit better there. Uh, when he, I remember play, him playing against, he was playing left back against Dundee, and they, conce- they penalty conceded. It was this was uh, this was a, a Scottish international. It was played in the Premier League, and he was just like it was just a stupid, stupid challenge. Who's been the best signing then overall? Overall, from the guys yeah. from the summer, it's probably Marciano, is it not? Yeah. yeah. He's a fairly solid we, hips count, goalkeeper, which we count is Ambrose not a sentence. As a yes, I would say so. Well, because he was there last season. I don't know. Probably Ambrose if you count him. If yeah. not, depends whether you want to count guys signed in January. Probably Canberry. Canberry, mm-hmm. yeah. Come on, Nick. 
Oh boy, I'll get this out of the way. Um, best siren, Dom Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Woof. Why? Um, worst, Why? Worst signing, um, and I believe he's just been named Player of the Year, so it could be wrong. Yep. Alan Power. Duncan didn't have a good one on this, by the way. No, best he's... signing, Chris Burke. Worst signing, Kirk Broadfoot. The big man says something Kirk Broadfoot is the best signing. Well done, Joe. What I would just say, worst signing, Alan Power. Your cabinet is, we, this was, we had just watched the just watched Kelly Air where he was dreadful. And I've got a bone to pick with Kelly fans. Supposedly, Alan Power was voted like uh, it was. Um, he was voted uh, majority. He got the majority of the vote um, for Kelly Player of the Season. Craig Anderson said he narrowed it down to about eight players. Howard would have been one of them in the in the running for it. But how he got to over the likes of um, Boyd. Mbubu, Boyd, O'Donnell, Broadfoot, Jones. Jones. He has been very good. He's, he has been very good, but there was that. I think there was a period around about in the kind of lead up to Christmas and maybe even a bit after as well, where he was like man of the match in literally every single game. But there was, there was a clip uh, that I think the SPFL radar put up. Um, and I think... Where he just beat it up in the air. And the five, against the five missile. He just, he just leathered the ball straight up in the air. But it went, it went neither uh, the Kelly goal. And then Malumbu just brought it down with one touch and played this uh, chip ball over the top. Not only brought it down with one touch, beat a man with one touch. <laughs> just put it out of the sky and beat, beat Blair Spittle in one movement. It was brilliant. But you'll see it also how people were clapping. The ball getting <laughs> leathered in the air. We don't deserve nice things in Scottish football. <laughs> no, we don't. Uh, my best was, uh, I had power as well as worse, my best was Stephen O'Donnell, which is, again, not a bad yeah. shout. Uh, Motherwell. I had Kipre, best signing, and I went with Charles Dunn, worst signing. This was on the basis of having watched Motherwell play Edinburgh City, mm-hmm. and Dunn didn't look great. But there's a I don't think Dunn looked great for the first three or four months, yeah. but he's... he's Improved. I still think there's moments where he's um, he's definitely the weakest of the back three. Yeah, I think that's fair. But then Aldrin's been superb since he came in. Yeah. Oh, we all have big man crushes on Cedric Kipre, so That's who my best thing was. Yeah. Like you, you had Andy Rose as the worst. Andy Rose. Yeah. I had him as well. I had Gail Biggermana as the best. It's definitely not worked out. It's not, a, not the stupidest shout. Stupidest shout would have been Alex Fisher, which came from Duncan. (laughs) Uh, I think he's probably the worst thing. Yeah, either him or the Lithuanian guy. Oh, he's... he's, uh, Petra Vicious. Petra Vicious. I'll still um, say Fisher, because Petra Vicious is at least still there. Yeah, Fisher's like... But is that not worse? (laughs) Don't get a very good player, and you have to keep him for a whole season, whereas he... But he's young. I think he's he's, he's, he's very young. Oh, is he? Yeah. Um, I think he might... 1920, I think. Uh, one thing I'll say about Andy Rose, I was reading up on him when he played um, when they sent uh, him from Coventry. I think it was Coventry fans basically said um, he was a trier, kind of no more than have any football ability. You can, you can see where they're coming from when you watch Andy Rose, but he's I think he's been a very useful squad addition. Perfect thistle, uh, Joel. I think you should go first here. So my best, really you've nailed it. Yeah. My best, well, not quite. My best thing was Niall Keown. He's not been as good as last season. No. Um, my worst signing was whichever striker they signed, which happened to be Conor Sanderson. <laughs> my, my, my old story. What? My old story might actually be their worst signing. No, their worst signing is the fullback. Oh, Mitrinsky. The, yeah. the Czech boy. Forgot he was there for a bit. He was. He's already there, way. Dog. Yeah, he, he was a guy. Yeah. He was one of those guys you look up. Was like, literally, what? What is your skills? They, 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 tried him at right back. they tried him at right back and left back and then realised no no 
He was he definitely would have been their worst best signing this year for Thistle. It might be what I picked as the worst Blair Spittle. Yeah. That is, he is one probably of, Connor Salmon actually. Yeah, yeah, I think Connor Salmon is their best signing. Yeah, I mean, Spittle is one of the four along with Salmon. Journey and Erskine. And Erskine, obviously, who's been picked out for a potential Player of the Year, if they still have the Player of the Year awards. I don't think Paul McGinn's been that bad. He's been a not mm. bad kind of yeah. emergency sticky plaster at and, uh, uh, right back. And Leif's played left back as well because they tried to fit uh, the Dreadnoughts kind of team. Turnbull was probably the best of the back line this season, and I think Cargill's arguably been the same mm-hmm. so they've, they've actually made some no bad signings I think the worst thing for Thistle is that anybody who's half decent seems to have regressed this season yeah so obviously last season I don't think anyone has kept their level or, no like Cherney's probably kept his level not uh, even then I think Cherney's not had as good a year as he did yeah. last year then Edwards has gone backwards don't think Erskine's been, been okay yeah team a little bit, but, uh, Doolin's not had a good year but he has been injured going back to the open goal uh, pod uh, Martin Woods was uh, saying that uh, he was he was just like um, got goals in the team like uh, Connor's been chipping and uh, been scoring uh, Doolin will chip in and then uh, we've got a lot of guys that can play uh, in the hole it's like um, Erskine Erskine is good on his day Lawless is good on his day Edwards is good on his day <laughs> I, I particularly enjoyed when Simon Ferry was asked oh so Simon, who's your tip for who's going down? And he went, ah, yeah, Ross County. Definitely not the team of the guys sitting opposite me who's been good enough to give me some time. Uh, no, no, but then he said, that later on, he went, uh, so who's, who's going to be in the relegation, oh, yeah, yeah. relegation uh, playoff? Ah, uh, Pye Thistle. <laughs> <laughs> right, Rangers. Oh, oh, oh. There's a, there a whole load of steaming hot takes here. <laughs> oh, I'll go first. Best signing, Daniel Candace. There's an argument to be made there. Decent shout, that. Yeah, it was not bad. Worst signing, Alfredo Morella. <laughs> some, some hot take merchants after the weekend's game would agree with you. Yeah. The uh, thing is, I, uh, I wrote something with the Scotsman about him. I watched, um, watched some of his clips on Wisecout from Helsinki. And, like, he's he looked decent. Like A lot of the, the finishes where he's, he's, he's from the angle and he cuts it across... Uh, that was that was certainly in his play. He scored quite a few uh, headers, surprisingly. Um, but I just took it to the surroundings, the Helsinki, um, the Helsinki, the, the Finnish mm-hmm. uh, Premier League. It's, it's not great. The pitches are worse in Scotland, and the the stadiums are Clifton Hill-esque. I had Graham Dorans slash Durans uh, best signing, which hasn't really worked out for me. But worst signing, I did all right. Carlos Pena. Yep, you could probably have yep. that. I think it's the, the cost opinion. I'm slightly uh, ruining it here, but there is one player in the worst signing who hasn't featured. Can you pick him out? Or sorry, that nobody actually picked and who could also be argued for. Eduardo Herrera. Oh, right, of course, oh, yeah. I. Still there. None of us <laughs> picked him. I was a big fan of uh, Duncan McC- uh, Duncan's. Uh, best signing, uh, Bruno Alves. Worst signing, Bruno Alves. I went for worst signing. Dalcio, which is good, good fair enough. What, what was your best signing? <laughs> Ross County! <laughs> <laughs> my my best signing was Carlos Pena. Oh dear. You, you watched, you, uh, you were impressive. Him. I was. Uh, I was very impressed with the clips that I've watched over my scout. That's why you should really judge players on that. But I'll continue to do it anyway, because it's my job. Oh, well. Ross County. I had the same as Joel. Mine's, I've got a terrible shout for best player. So we both went for Jim O'Brien. Jim O'Brien Brest and 
Oh, Bill McKay worst. Really, yeah. So I was trying to do it. Really, <laughs> McKay's not been great. Wasn't uh, on the same wavelength. It's like. probably a little harsh to call him the worst. Yeah, but he has, does have that curse. So we'll see if Ross County stay up or not. If they go down, then McKay's definitely the worst. Uh, him, and, him and Shalk have uh, yeah, been okay. Partnership recently. And I think we did this obviously long before Owen Coyle started just signing mm. his Burnley team. Uh, My best signing or that uh, the big striker. Yeah. Not that it wasn't in Gog. My best side had definitely not worked out. Oh yeah, he was murder. Uh, Effie 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 yeah, he's away already. Uh, he's the one that posted uh, yeah, his, only, his only contribution was recording something in the changing room. Recording a ham shank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had Jamie Lindsay's best signing. That's definitely not been true. And worst signing. Worst signing is not a bad shot. I had Thomas Mickelson. And I had a pretty good reason for that. And I'd watched him play for Dundee United last year and didn't think he was that good at the championship level. Is he back at United now? Yes, he's on loan. Because he's not really featured. No, the, the last time I came off the bench, the last time I saw United yeah. against Dunfermline. So doesn't bode well for the chap. Nope. nope. Is the so who has been Ross County's best signing this season? Yeah. Tumbleweed. <laughs> Is it O'Brien? Probably. It was Ruthie already already there. Yeah. Um, Getting rid Harry of Vanderbeek. Uh, I think it's got to be. Yeah. Joe O'Brien, well done. That's, the, that's, that's probably been the worst one yet. St. Johnson is very weird for my worst signing. Don't know why. <laughs> I think you just assumed. <laughs> I think you just assumed he would be going there. He <laughs> must have been linked. He must have been linked around that time. He was so. actually, and Tommy Wright did go for him. So I beg, St. Johnson's worst signing. I've got Connor Salmon. <laughs> and you know what? I think if you put Connor Salmon in St. Johnson's team, I think you'd do all right. Uh, best signing we've all we're all, all went for school. Stephen School and I yeah. think he has won it by default pretty much yeah. you'd say a Halloran maybe just because of the impact he had just maybe kept St Johnson From in the, the league uh, Tanzer's been alright oh yeah Tanzer's probably a good shout um, who else the the couple of boys he signed in the Williams George Williams um, mm. he's, I've, I've, I've told him Tommy Wright him and Whitlock have had a couple of wee moments yeah. about them but nothing really consistently uh, worst signing I had Callum Hendry I think it was just a choice of like young boys they didn't have a lot of people I think it was literally Not School, Hendry and Tanzer Hendry at is, that point Hendry so is a young boy but I think he's not played that many games has he? no he's not he's, he's start, he bizarrely started I think he started away to Hamilton that wasn't that great right so we're done with that section how long have we got? oh we've got about 15 minutes left mm-hmm. right so documentary time this one it's only it's only a part of a kind of documentary. It is the football's football's hardest away days. Yes, and it um, it's like on for you can it's nine minutes nine minutes long, and it's possibly one of the greatest nine minutes in TV <laughs> history. So it starts it starts off it basically just comes back from an ad break. It's just they're on YouTube. It's just taking them into chunks. It's yeah. back from an ad break. First thing, uh, Mike McLean. So oh, remember when he was a thing. No. No, do you not remember the first comedian that was on? He was a boy you used to always see, like, especially on these kind of talking head shows, like late 90s, early 90s. One of the other guys on it is Neil Forsyth, who's the guy who wrote Bob Servant. The Dunyanite Dunyanite fan? Yeah, he wrote the the books, which were later turned into the BBC series with Brian Cox. I thought it was the one who properly tears into uh, Fife yeah. later on, but we'll get to that. Yes, we will. There's another comedian who I definitely didn't recognise, Eddie Brimston. No, um, they, they, they should have put kind of 
Uh, air quotes around that. <laughs> says, uh, I like to shout though, he says, you can get relegated, but if you've won the derby, then you've got something at the season. And I was like, are you a Hibs fan? But there was the, basically, just to set up, it was 10 minutes of bodding Methel and Fife in yes. general. And the first person they speak to after introducing Methel uh, is the author of a book called Crap Towns. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, but before they get to that, they have, uh, this is the kind of humour they use all the way through. It's very kind of nudge, nudge. Did, did you get that? Did yeah. you get that? That's, that's a good, it's a good one. And uh, this is how the kind of set up is. And we've got a clip for you to show you what we mean. And in Scotland, there's arguably the biggest derby of them all. Huge, huge game, huge game. I mean, you know, people talk about Real Madrid, Barcelona, the Milan derby, the Rome derby. Are they bigger than this? Yeah. That's right. It's East Fife, Cowden Beef. That's the, the, the uh, that was one of my first notes as the narrator. Um, it's kind of very much sky in the in the early early noughties, but now kind of belongs on Dave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, that's a great shout. So yeah, they go. It stands the town of Methil, home of East Fife, and not much else. The the interviews with the locals are absolutely fantastic. Like one of the most. Honest but depressing interviews I've ever heard with yeah. uh, it, was, it was kind of split into three bits of this uh, one uh, young uh, gentleman But he he's depressing but he seems um, <laughs> He seems quite chipper when he's talking to him He's like um, Why do I stay here? Then he really can Not got many other prospects That's the uh, reason to leave mate <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get his logic there Because it's like I've, got, I've like, got no prospects here so He also, he also says later I've been here 19 years and that's enough Leave <laughs> then uh, That's enough then and then the, they go to another, say, couple of gobbles, and uh, <laughs> you, it's like you get folk that just uh, go out on weekends just to fight, and it cuts back to the, the, the chipper boy. Then he uh, folk then he go out with their wallet, just their boxing gloves. <laughs> it's not that bad, is it? <laughs> to be fair, I I should say that um, I, I don't know if I uh, told the story on the pod before, but when I went to Methil to see. East Fife County Beef, not this game, uh, but a pre, um, another game is a bastard to get there. However, uh, after the game went to a pub, uh, went in, to, this must have been just after five in the afternoon, went in to do a uh, piss and uh, the cubicle door is wide open with two gentlemen uh, partaking in some narcotics. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's after five o'clock, it's <laughs> well, uh, tea time, you know. <laughs> Then we get uh, the the fan, the fan that we follow. The first in, yeah, the protagonist. What's, what's his name again? I forgot to write it down. I can't remember, but what a bozo! <laughs> you, you get you, you get a particular type who's um, who can apply. I really hope he doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> who tries to go on to these shows, and he's he, he's that he is that type. He's, he strikes me as very pretentious. Throughout. It's it's the total sort of change of tone when he's saying, oh, you know. So basically, it's him in his house. He's got all these old East Fife tops. Yeah. And initially, you're thinking, oh, maybe you know, he's just, I say, an expat. Maybe he's you know grew up in Fife or whatever. He's moved down south, and you know, it's like his one connection to the place. But then he says, oh no, I used to. Uh, have you got the clip or? Uh, I don't have that clip. No. He's basically just saying, oh, you know, I, you know, I used to take the piss out of my granddad because he would talk about the the team that won the Scottish Cup in 1938. Uh, then all of a sudden he just goes, and, and now he's now he's dead, and I never got the chance to say sorry for all of that. And he starts getting emotional. 
He's like, so this is the one way I can make it up to this my is the way. This is the way he makes up. He loves looting. This is the way he makes up to his <laughs> the granddad. Me, the methyl thing. He goes to methyl every fortnight. I was like, I, I really don't think your granddad was that pissed off yeah. about it. And kind of pick up here. So obviously we'll get on to his whole travels later on. But I did a little bit of calculating today. So I went on Google Maps. So listen to methyl. Uh, it says on the show that it takes him three and a half hours to get there. But if you look at it, if you travel by car or by train, it would be seven hours. Um, the Luton Edinburgh round trip would involve, if the flight times are the same, I'm guessing they're not, but it would involve getting a flight at about half past seven in the morning on the Saturday from Luton. I'm imagining that he's going from his local airport yeah. because, you know, convenience, <laughs> Luton to Methyl. Um, does that, and then it shows him getting on the train. Yeah. So he'd have to get from Edinburgh airport to Waverley or Haymarket, get on the train to Glenrothes with Thornton, and then after that he's then either got to get two different buses or he's got to get a 20 minute that was what taxi. I thought. They showed them getting on so, a bus to the airport, they showed them at the airport and then they showed them on the train. I was like, you've missed out the bit that I want to question to the most. How the fuck did he get to Methyl? There's no yeah. train station. Two buses. Or, um, or a taxi. Yeah. But given that he would be uh, spending, and had a look at the price of flights as well, so the flights alone would be a £100 return. I should also mention that the flight back, because it seems like... How no... mean were you to your granddad? Yeah, the... <laughs> when you said you took the piss out of him going on about the team of 1938, did you also beat him at the, the same time? I should also point out, the flights back, at the moment anyway, are all on Sunday afternoon. So you'd have to stay overnight. He seemed to I, le- he, le- I, he left at night. Unless he's getting I, a flight back to another airport, and then... I couldn't work... I mean, at the very least, this guy is spending about 200 quid every fortnight on this. I have a feeling that he doesn't do this. He doesn't know. He definitely no. doesn't. Um, and just touching on on the bit about the journey because I, I made the point. It's like he goes. It's it's a bit like an incredible journey. It's like it's it's, it's really not. You're just going from Luton to Edinburgh via Fife. But when you paint it like that, it's an incredible journey. He, However, he goes. It's kind of across borders. No, no, it is. <laughs> you are going across borders between two countries. That's yes. the purpose of a border. He's, he's a bit like Alan Partridge. But, you know, his breakdown didn't involve going to Dundee in his bare feet. It's involved going to <laughs> Methyl with his wife's rage ringing in his ears. Well, let's, yes. speaking of yeah. that, we have, we have the wife's rage. The very definitely staged wife rage. <laughs> yes. It's a hard journey to make week in, week out. But fortunately, he has an understanding family. I'm off to five tomorrow. What do you mean you're off to five? Well, why couldn't you have told me before? Who's this about the Sainsbury's tomorrow? Yeah, but she was going horse riding. When was the last time you saw her going horse riding? So who are they playing tomorrow then? It's the big one. It's cowden beef. Cowden beef. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the disgust in our voices. <laughs> it's just cowden beef. Yeah, just the way she does it. Three words: cowden beef. The contempt she uses in everything. She is she's the second best person on the um, on the show. <laughs> Uh, and she, she 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 strikes me as someone who belongs in only fools and horses. Yeah. <laughs> so fast forward to making the trip. We'd... Hold on. What I want to know is why um, she was going off on him. It's like it's like oh why can't you tell me before? There's someone there filming you. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Surely you know. Also, he does apparently he does this every fortnight. <laughs> we don't learn by now. But it's so very, uh, very strange. Or the fact, I think maybe she obviously knows what's happening. She just, she just spotted an opportunity to body him on uh, national television. I can't blame her. I mean, they do say he travels 12,000 miles a year, which is 824-mile round trip from Luton to Methyl. So that means he goes to 15 games a season. 
So if all of that is true and he's spending about two hundred quid a pop, that's three grand. We get we get him arriving at the stadium where he's like, uh, we bit early, otherwise there'd be thousands of people here. Another one of those many many jokes where it's like, to get it, to get it, it's got his kid beef against these pipes. Not that many people. No, there's, there's, it's a funny one. There's a bit after he says it, and then he kind of pops his head at the, at the camera <laughs> in the view. It's just so weird. But when, when they show him on the train, he, um, he he does this reminiscing about, oh, I would like to move back to Scotland. But he says, jobs are few and far between. What was once a thriving community is now a wasteland. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's just North Queensland. Yeah. It's not that bad. That's where Gary lives now. I live in South Queensland. <laughs> you live in Fife. The worst place in Scotland. Speaking of Fife, okay. the worst place in Scotland according to that um, Neil Forsyth guy. Yeah. I should say. I, I don't, I'm guessing it's a Dundonian. Yeah, yes, and he really laid into Fife. <laughs> he did. Really, really went in hard. Almost as hard as the guy from Cowden Beef. Yes, the two boys with the yeah. tenants. Yep. Yeah. Uh, one of, I mean, he sings like Sean. I don't care what Sean says. Having made the 16 mile journey to Methyl, the romance of the sporting coliseum is not lost on the Cowden faithful. Look at the Legoland Stadium, one stand, absolutely grim, no atmosphere. You see the power station there, it's like being back in old East Germany years ago, it's absolutely filthy, the place is minging. <laughs> it's just grim, the place is grey, dark, the snow started, it's absolutely fucking freezing. Clearly the, the the hero of the uh, of the hour or the nine minutes, should I say? Yes. Uh, I, I also, also love uh, it's absolutely fucking freezing. <laughs> I uh, I don't know him, but I've I've met him a few times on my uh, trip. That guy. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember what his second name, but his name's Deke. I'm sure he runs a pub in uh, Little Kelly. But yeah, the, there was the the can the old the old school cans of tenants, and he absolutely bodies uh, metal, and it's fantastic. Um, but we didn't get the best bit. No, the best I, bit I cut it off a bit too early. Yeah, he, he talks about uh, food parcels. There's a, he, a, plane, there's a, a plane overhead, and he, <laughs> and just quick as a flash, he goes, "It's probably the Red Cross." Uh, a food parcel come down the new for the locals, and they all be out uh, picking up the par- uh, parcels. And then he goes, "Watch this space." Seconds later, uh, there's a family scurries past them. <laughs> <laughs> look, 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 there they are now. <laughs> yes, for size says. Fife then comes in, sorry, Forsyth, I'm trying to say statistician again, Uh, Forsyth comes back and he says, Fife in general is a shithole and that place is worse than most. So then he compares East Fife versus County to like two bald men fighting over a comb. And then he he struggles, he struggles to keep a straight face. Yeah. He's like, oh, what a zinger. (laughs) And then there's another, it goes back to some of the boys outside the stadium and he's like, Hey, English boys, if you want a ruck, deal with the call of Scotland, because they're fuck all police. <laughs> it's like they're too busy dealing with muggins and people breaking out their houses. <laughs> like, it's not like a fucking dissolute war zone. I mean, I surely not. I don't think he works for five tourist scores. There's probably no fucking police there, because there's 600 people at the game, and nobody fighting. Unfortunately, it goes back to um, the, the protagonist. <laughs> Who's <laughs> acting? Who's acting like he's, he's singing, but he's acting like the big man around his around his folk he's standing with. Yeah, well, I couldn't even figure yeah. the song. What was it? It's Paddy Sunday's a horse's arse. He's got an the biggest, the minute, the meanest. He's got an itchy penis. Yeah, it's a terrible. And he goes, "Oh, I didn't you've realize, slayed yeah. him. You've slayed poor Paddy." And then uh, it's more of the nudge nudge humour, uh, like uh, there's a world class equaliser and it's just like the freaking goalie falls so, in the striker and bundles so, off. But it's, it's the way it's built up. It's like. Um, 
how convenient that he's, he's missed, he misses the goal. Um, but he, yeah, before he does, he announces, he just announces to the whole stand, it's time for a pie. <laughs> and then he goes off. And then when, they, when they're celebrating the goal, you can see the camera pans down on the front of the stand. Kind of gesticulating, and then he's pointing up at pointing up at the back of his hand as if to blame someone. No, no, we all heard you. You were the one that was going for the pie. You stupid prick. And also, where's your pie? There's another yeah. pie in his hand. And also, since he's five against Kenbeath, wait till half time. Cues <laughs> onto that big mate. Specky twat. He's <laughs> really had the selection for this guy. He might listen. Sure, this guy. He was wearing a rugby top in it as well. Sorry, we've just been interrupted by my new cat making noise. I can't even see it. I can see it. Oh, it, it looks a little bit startled. It's going to eat Joel's face. That's my prediction. <laughs> but that was that was about the end of it. Um, he he kind of finishes a match when they're talking about a draw, and it's like, oh, and he finishes. Where else can you have such a view of the sea? It's like literally, in literally, most grounds. Yeah, there's hundreds of miles of coastline. Need to take it, Marbroth. No. He'll lose his mind. Right, let's um, get to our competition winner. If I could find it on the phone. But yes, just while he's looking on the phone, I fully recommend just typing Football's Hardest Away Days East Fife into YouTube. I'm sure you can pump out the link. And enjoy those nine minutes, yeah. Right, so yes, for those of you who follow us on Twitter, we sent out a competition, basically. We wanted you guys to send us back a Scottish football limerick and then the best one would win a Scotland top, a new away strip given to us by the good people at the SFA. So we're going to be doing an article. Scottish Supporters Club. No. What? So the SFA, like no me. God. <laughs> anyway, Limerick. It's how much you pay attention. That's what we really, really bring at this. Yes. So we'll read the winner or we'll read some of the runners up first? Uh, runners I would up. say read the runners up just to crush their dreams. Okay. But I'll say dreams. So we've got this from SD6-3.7. Uh, uh, there once was a man down on his luck, whose mother will side really were muck. His name was McGee, sent off at Pataudry, and then he went, get that to... F- <laughs> that, was that, was, that was one of, I think that was, uh, that was one of my two favourites. Uh, Jim Douglas. The Terrace was an independent website... That enlivened many a quiet weeknight. Have they got too big for their boots? Handing out free SFA loot. Don't forget, we like an ain shite. It's okay, we're still filled with an ain shite. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You, you won't be losing out on that. Anybody else want to read the next one? Or? I'll I'm not going to up, so... <laughs> I'll, I'll go for it. Uh, so it's been Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Our final runner-up is Andrew Muir. And he said, Pedro was Rangers' main man. He said, I have the best squad in the land. But when Shove came to push, he stood in the bush and spoke about dogs and caravans. That's very good. That yes. was, that was uh, but uh, we liked our winner. Our winner came from Richard Wilson, who said, There once was a website called Scotzine, and on trolling, its owner was well keen. But with body all trolls, it ripped him new holes, and now his words are all unseen. I think that um, particularly gets everything about Scotzine and its um, relationship with uh, fitness. Yes. And KG Tilt. Do we have any time to read any others? You've got 14 minutes um, to yours. <laughs> I know. Um, it's okay because uh, Joel said he would take me to Haymarket. That's fine. Yeah, he has now. Right, okay. It's on, it's on the record. Uh, there was one that I wanted to read out, um, which was um, another one from Jim Douglas Ashley. Uh, poor United are having a mare for promotion. They won't have to prepare. At first they were sad, but now it's so bad that Mojna has become their best player. <laughs> 
we've got there, to... there once was a boy called Joel Sked who had an insanely large forehead. He loved trying Jurassic P and cold pints of tea and shouted, it's only football, as he fled. Uh, yeah, that was, that was from an acquaintance. Um, the last bit is to do with, I was we were at um, Fault House watching Harrington against Fault House and we were all very, very drunk. The ball came in. You got chased, didn't you? No, no, they, one of the players uh, jumped over uh, to get the ball. They were chasing They were chasing promotion. And then I think we kind of uh, stepped in his way. And then he's like, squared up to us. And I was, I got scared. I was like, it's only football. <laughs> and then walked away fast. The one... I was just going to say, um, uh, got to recharge Sean's out. Yeah, I was just about to do that. There once was a man called Locke, whose appointment came as a shock. Wraith Rovers fans wept. He was fucking inept. Now they'd quit like his head on a block. <laughs> I think if Sean wasn't a member of the uh, Terrace, he might have won it. Yes, yeah. I think he would have. Um, we don't believe in insider trading here, though. Um, something were, I, I liked mine. Did something read that out? <laughs> Hearts fans are known to bellow. Lavini's not a grand fellow. To raise up some cash, they release some trash. But here, it's not even Lego. Yeah, that, I think that was like, literally the best thing I've ever yeah. written. <laughs> I did enjoy, yes, uh, Jamie Beatson's one on Stephen McLean. There was, uh, there was a young man called Maka who didn't enjoy Tiki Taka. He won Saints a cup, noise Celtic fans up, and hurled abuse at his dad. I like this one for Colin Scott. It had always been Murray's big dream to manage his favourite team, but in Dundee down, sorry, in Dundee Town, he flipped upside down and turned himself into a meme. I, uh, I think this one was probably aimed at me in the hope this would win the SFA thing, but they clearly overestimate my uh, influence here. Every fan of Scottish football kens Craig White and his thousands of friends after he banged one in in the 93rd min to relegate United at Dent. Nice. I would just say that uh, Richard Wilson, uh, who, who won the competition, he put in a, a second one which was really good as well. Again, got to the um, got to the essence of uh, got to the essence of the podcast, especially one uh, part of it. There were once there were, once was a bunch of sports scholars who asked what to do with two dollars. But then Texas Fowler, that Patreon Prowler, got uh, got their money for some Texas. Did you fuck this? <laughs> just finish it, just finish right, it. I'm going to do two more, right? Uh, no one runs as weird as... This comes from Ross P. No one runs as weird as McGinn. It brings me out in a grin. James Forrest as well, he runs funny as hell. Get them both in the bin. And this one came from VBL. There was a fine gent called John, who I'd swear would live on and on. He gave us Jags Hope, swore the same as the Pope... Who lack? Who look after his pigeons now that he's gone? There you go. Touching. That's a fitting as good to go as any, especially yeah. since my wee kitten just keeps screaming me out in the background. And this will rename in one of their stands after John Lambie as yes. well. Yes. Saturday. Very good touch. Yeah. So John, round of applause. This is the first podcast since he passed, yeah. Or did we just no, forget? No. Uh, Mondays, I think was the first one. Was it not announced? We done on Monday, s- maybe. We done Sunday oh, podcast. Oh, the Sunday one, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Was it Monday? It will be the first one to pass. So, uh, rest in peace, John Lambie. You are a Scottish football legend. A fucking Scottish football legend. Yes. I've said that very aggressively. Let's finish. <laughs> My name is Craig Fowler. They've been Joe Sked and Gary Cocker. Yeah. And for the weekend, hope you enjoy your football. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.